Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland. Getting closer to the NFL season, we're presented by Eight Sport, the official betting sponsor of the NFL in the UK and Ireland. Uh, delighted to be joined today by a guy. I've been looking to speak, like I keep meeting this guy at games, um, and I keep saying I have to have the chat, I have to get you on, etc., etc. And it hasn't happened, but I'm so happy it has now. Uh, George, uh, George Agator, George, have I pronounced your surname correctly? You I was going to ask you that. That's impressive because a lot of people, it's like a silent H, and a lot of people. They don't get it right the first time, but you got it, Egator. Yeah, straight up, you got it. Um, I, I'm. I have to say, I'm. I'm, I'm relieved. I'm good. So you, like, <laughs> honestly, because like I start talking and people are like, oh, that that accent for me is a bit like <laughs> countryside Irish accent." Uh, here, man, like appreciate you having on for anyone listening to, this, especially if you're in Ireland, um, wherever you are, folks, north or south, like George, um, if you haven't listened before, search George on Sports. It's a great podcast and different video outlets as well on TikTok, Instagram, where George will, will, will link it in the bio. Like, George, tell me the cracks of the, tell me what you do because you did some great guests on recently, but more so, you do a lot more than that also as well. Yeah, so uh, the way I kind of describe it is I, 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 NFL content, first and foremost, I'm obsessed with the sport. I played the sport for 11 years as a running back here in the UK, had a few stints in Europe. Um, and predominantly I come at, I come at the content idea from a player's perspective, but also from a media perspective. So as an example, we have, we have games in London every year. We have media days, training days where you will have, you know, for example, last year we had the saints over here, um, guys like Mark Ingram, uh, Michael, uh, what's that? Michael Pittman, um, Thomas Cook, I'd go, I'll go along to a, a training day or media day and you'll get the typical questions from the media guys who, you know, they'll ask Mark Ingram about his flight over and things like that. I think the way the, the the reason I I feel like I stick out a bit more is because I try to approach things from all right. I know you guys are going to ask him these questions, but I want to get to know you, Mark. I want to know about you and the thing that you've accomplished, and I, I I try and do a bit more out of the box research so I can get into the nitty gritty. And basically, what it does is I I like to have the relationship, so it, it opens the door for me to ask different questions. And then once I do that, I feel like they're a bit more responsive. Um, so yeah, I have a podcast. I speak to different guests from around the league. People like Stacey Dales, um, Laura Oakman, who's the third longest tenured sideline reporter in NFL history, Dean Blandino, ex-vice president um, of NFL officiating, as well as guys like Mark Ingram, Justin Jefferson, um, I'm going to say Adam Thielen then, uh, Kirk Cousins, who's a great guy. If you've been watching the show, um, quarterback on Netflix, I think a lot of you would agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I basically come from like a holistic view. Players, reporters coaches physio strength and training staff just because i want to bring something different and i want people to see and understand that there's so many different parts to the nfl um but you mentioned video content too that's correct i, I love to film things so I, i'd love to do like player interviews and i'll film those too i put them on all kind of social media platforms ranging from linkedin to tiktok youtube youtube shorts facebook facebook reels instagram like pretty much everything um threads if you're not on threads get on threads you can find me on there too <laughs> um, um that's a whole different discussion because it people is. in the Republic can't get on the threads because of the EU, but I can't oh, yeah. because of Northern Ireland. And I posted for like three days and I forgot. I'm not going to lie to you. I've completely forgot. Is that <laughs> bad or is that? No, man. I mean, at the end of the day, for me, I see it as it's just another opportunity to get content out. But mm. it just means having to remember to, to actually to put it out there. But essentially, I use my knowledge of having played for 11 years from the field level all the way up to the media level. And I can't tell you how much I love it. I'm obsessed with the NFL. I'm a Colts fan. We're going to be talking about the Colts today. Um, and anything I can get my hands on, be it a, a player, a coach, a network reporter, an an interview opportunity, I'll try and get my hands on that and, you know, get the content out there because I, I want people to see 
the life and the 360 of of, of the NFL. Um, the Colts are playing in Germany this year. The last time they played over here, UK was I think 2015 or 2017 that we lost to none other than the Jags. And that is with, you know, the main man himself, Andrew Luck. So that broke my heart in a thousand pieces. Um, so hopefully I'll be going to Germany to watch the guys out there. Falcon of the Colts, you know, we've had a rough, it's kind of similar to being an Arsenal fan. We've had a rough number of years, you know. It's hard, it's hard being a Colts and an Arsenal fan, although Arsenal seem to be doing a bit better now. Um, enter the chat, Anthony Richardson. The freak of nature, AR5, um, the guy who, you know, insane combine numbers, the guy who people thought was a linebacker or defensive end, you know, he weighs a lot, he, he's fast, he's explosive. Um, so the Colts as a whole, um, I'm happy with where we're at right now. You know, we've had the QB carousel issue for so many years, from Wentz to Matt Ryan and um, Bowles even. Ellinger, who's still on the squad as our third, third QB right now. But I think, you know, it's been a lot of turmoil. Um, we didn't do too well last season, as as I think everybody kind of predicted. Matt Ryan's along with the team, and we've made some upgrades. I mean, yes, we've got guys like Michael Pittman, great wide receiver. Alec Pierce is coming into his second year. But we've drafted really well, and I'm happy with that. Um, guys like Josh Downs, who I think is an absolute steal, absolute steal of a wide receiver, and hopefully he'll be that guy to, you know, to really help us unlock some of what we've not been able to do in the wide receiver room. Um Alec Pierce, him, him with Ashton Julian as well, who I, someone who I think is a bit of a dark horse. Um, the elephant in the room, you know, it has to be said, is, is JT and his relationship with the Colts right now. And JT being Jonathan Taylor, number 28 for the Indianapolis Colts. He is a game changer. You know, he is the guy who wins you games. Um, he, he can do it all. Short yardage, long yardage. He's got game-breaking speed, touchdowns for days. He's obviously not happy with the situation right now, wanting to have that extension. It's a tricky situation. I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Michael, but the whole running back, the whole running back room right now, not just the Colts, but in the NFL. I played running back in the UK. We can't compare that to, to the NFL. But the the way a running back operates is essentially the same. You if you can, you can carry the load on your back, right? If you can, mm. if you can, if you can put up the yards, break the tackle, score the touchdowns, you effectively can carry your team to success. The problem with that is it comes to a scenario where Jonathan Taylor's coming towards the end of his. I think he might even have two years left on his contract. I believe he won't paid as a running back. You wear down pretty quickly. The moment you begin to wear down, the guys upstairs begin to go. Hmm, you know what? You've put your body on the line for us. You've got us some results, but you can't sustain this. Why were you going to pay you? And then you have the standoff, which is why running backs weren't paid earlier because they know what's going to happen. But at the same time, it's like a, it's like a catch-22, double-edged short. And I understand what Taylor is saying, but I kind of understand what Ursay is saying. He has his own reputation. I'm going to go down that line. You know, he's, he's him and his Twitter fingers and things like that. I'll leave that for him to do that. But it's a, it's a very difficult situation because the, the, the situation of the Colts are, you know, we need to develop Anthony Richardson. He's not going to be amazing in his first. I mean, I could be wrong. He could come out here and win, you know, he could do a lot for us and win us more than five, six, seven, eight games. Who knows? But if you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, defenses have to, defenses have to respect yeah. JT and AR. And that opens a door for us. We've not had that in so many years. It's... um. There's so many good points there. I, I think the thing I was saying, like I said on the podcast last week, man, and just for context, folks, in terms of Jonathan Taylor, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, August the 8th. 
I'm going to put this out Wednesday morning, just just in case something happens overnight. With I mean, I don't think it will, but folks, in case people are wondering, uh, Jonathan Taylor was confirmed today. He'll be away from the team for a period of time for with an excused absence. I guess for me, there's a couple of elements for me, George, and it's you know, it's the cap hit over two or three years. Like he's and he has really not had much of a financial impact on this team, and suddenly. This is the last year where I think he's sitting, I have it I have it on the screen here. Four four point three million base salary, eight hundred thousand signing, but then he's another striker free agent in twenty twenty four. And the thing that irked me a wee bit was I guess there was a lot going on in the league at the same time with Saquon and the position. And you know, we sit here now with, you know, Dalvin Cook still hasn't signed somewhere. He may I mean I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but he still hasn't signed with a jet ship, but he, he may over the next few days. So you know, there's and I, I look, I, I know there are issues with that player and different things as well but I feel like the position overall is being a little bit a little bit disrespected and I, and I, I look I, I understand where you're saying you know completely understand if you're the bell cow or if you have the majority of the workload and over time you do decrease your performance or get banged up or get injured and you're not the same year on year I can understand to an extent of why a team might look at different options or just doing their job at the end of the day but I like it was it was on holiday and I seen I seen Jim Irsay's comments overnight, woke up and went, Yeah, oh, come on. Like he's still <laughs> like, you know, like if, if you say like what where would that team have been without him over the last couple of years in certain certain positions and sorry in certain in certain situations? I don't know, it's it's a really, really hard one to know. I feel like because Saquon's got sorted with the Giants, which was interesting there in terms of the financial compensation and, and what's happened before that, the podcast comments, etc. Yeah. Um I th- even in this madness, though, I feel you're right because, like, Chris Ballard is, you know, for me, his job's on the line this year. It's a huge year for this Colts organization, never mind lower management players also. And you feel like the division that they're in with the Jags, with the Texans as well, and Titan. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's, it, it's literally like flip a coin and, and this could happen or flip a coin and this could happen. It's so difficult to predict. But that's like that's the beauty with the NFL, isn't it? Like we have not got an iota of a clue. Yeah. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing that new Richardson. I guess I'll I'll jump into this for you. Did you see Jeff Reinbold's video on Richardson whenever he was first drafted? He I I, I can't put words into his mouth, but I remember he was like he was a bit on the fence about it. But the guy is really impressed over the last few weeks. Massively. I think I didn't see the actual video, but I, I heard a lot of similar things in terms. I'll tag you it. Yeah, no, please do because it'd be good to come back to it. Um, I think there was a lot of talk about he only had I think thirteen starts for the Florida Gators, and you know mm. he did a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things, and people always want to see the proof in the pudding almost before they make the jump to the NFL. But there are some guys who completely dominate college football and they come over to the NFL and do nothing. It doesn't always translate. And the fact that he's only played 13 games doesn't necessarily mean that he isn't going to be ready to play in the NFL. You know, everyone is different. But um, I think I understand people's perception of let's wait and see. Because number one, he's going to be a rookie, right? The NFL moves a lot faster than college football. And he has said that himself. He's learned that through taking reps with the first team, second team. Gardner Minshew, who has obviously worked with Shane Steichen multiple times at, at the Eagles, um, has that relationship. And they they have had conversations about, okay, the NFL was very fast, right? College was college, and you only had this many starts, but the NFL moves fast. And I think it's just a case that we have to wait and see. But obviously, training camp has been going on. I've been following the reports very closely and watching every video that they released of Anthony Richardson. And yes, he's been making plays. And I think 
all we have as a Colts fan and just a fan of the sport itself, I think we have to realize he will make mistakes. That's a that's a fact. Peyton Manning, when he came in, I think he set the league record for interceptions as a rookie or yeah. something. Look at what the guy has gone and done now. So I think people have to rein it in just a little bit. What we have to focus on is his ability, his athletic ability and his skill set. The Colts have not had a QB who can do what Anthony Richardson can do in forever. We haven't had it. Matt Ryan couldn't move for anyone. You know, the guy's done. He couldn't he couldn't he couldn't roll out. He couldn't run if he if he if his life depended on him when he was there getting sacked in the backfield. Anthony Richardson is a weapon of his own. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He he demands that respect. And that opens up a whole new offense that we just haven't had. We've not had the capability to have that. Um but just going back to Jonathan Taylor as well about the whole running back scenario, it just it, it, it really does bug me because like you say, I just feel like the, the the running back market and the running backs as a position, it is kind of being pushed to the wayside. But if we remove what Josh Jacobs did last season, he touched the ball the most times for the Las Vegas Raiders and scored over fifteen or over over twelve or thirteen touchdowns. Remove what Saquon Barkley did. Um Saquon Barkley obviously was part of the running back meeting they had and then signed the next day when I think they offered him eleven million for the year. Josh Jacobs have no team. Dalvin Cook, who's had back-to-back 1,000 rushing knots and have no team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's obviously wanting an extension, wanting more money, and you can't blame these guys. But with our situation, our season, we had no O-line. We went from one of the best O-lines in the game to one of the worst overnight. And as a result, JT gets hurt, and you get battered. Your numbers don't look right, they don't look as good, but he still had a, a, a half-decent season. So, I mean... It's a, it is a very, very, very tricky situation because you, you, you see both sides of the story. And I, I mean, obviously, as a Colts fan, I really wish that he does come back because he and JT in that backfield will do wonders for the yeah. entire squad. It will help the defense. It will get them out of tough positions. It will help the wide receivers. Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, Ashton Dulan. It will help all of these guys. Jelani Woods, all the tight ends. It would do great things for them. Talking of running backs, I don't know if you've seen this, but Kareem Hunt has actually been in talks with the Colts. I know people are talking about the Saints, but the Colts had offered him apparently a deal and brought him in for a workout before the Saints news. Obviously, he has some off-field issues, um, similar to a few of the other guys in the league, um, seems to become a lot more common now, which isn't great. But someone of his caliber, who was sharing the backfield with, um, gosh, how dare I forget his name? Um, uh, Chubb? No. Chubb from the Browns. And they managed to, you know, he managed to put up decent numbers sharing a backfield. If we can get someone like Kareem Hunt, this is on the provider that J. I mean, even if JT does come back, you know, we're we're trying to fill these gaps. If we if we get both JT and Kareem Hunt, I'm not complaining in any way, shape, or form. You're talking about some serious thunder power on the offense. You know, I'm not so I'm not so concerned with our defense aside from our secondary. We will come to that, but. As a Colts fan, I just want the best for the team. I want the best for Anthony Richardson. Um, I want to see what he can do, and JT will only help that, but I don't know where the cards will lie. Um, you can be as honest here, or you can keep it quiet, I don't mind. When did you get, or what, when did you find out about Frankfurt Colts? I mean, you must have been buzzing when you seen it. I, I got an email at uh, 8.35 a.m. and made seriously. The first thing I done was book flights, and I'm not trying to annoy people. I probably paid double the flights from Dublin or, or, or wherever, but my jaw dropped when I seen that first game, but there was so much talk overnight that it was going to be the Commanders against the Patriots or something like that there. And yeah. The, yeah. the Colts, with the whole Richardson situation, 
and with the potential, that's a really good game. But you you, you must be buzzing because that that's going to be a really really great weekend in Frankfurt. I cannot wait. Um, I found out I don't recall, but I found out quite early. So JJ Stankovic, who is the Colts.com official writer, I'd like to say we're quite good friends. He's been on my show a couple of times, and um, we chat whenever we can. And um, I remember he tweeted something about he, he looked at the AFC South and looked at the teams that need that have to play abroad. And so basically, I worked out that with the Colts, but I'm going to be in London or in Germany. So immediately, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's just a win. Whatever happens, it's a win. If they're coming back home to the UK, I'm there. If they're going to Frankfurt, I'm there." And like you. Flights have been booked absolutely immediately. I took no chances, absolutely no chances. Um, so it's going to be a great, 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 great. Um, the guy on the team, his name is Xavier. Uh, oh my God, running back. Xavier Willard. Yeah, Xavier Scott. Oh my gosh, I had him on my show. How can I forget? Um, Xavier, I think it, uh, there was Xavier Rhodes who was who was no, a Xavier free agent. Yeah, he was a free, he's a running back. He's he's not he isn't like a big ticket name. He wasn't drafted. He was picked up. He went Xavier uh, Scott. David Scott, my bad, Xavier. Um, and he actually, his story was great because he actually had stints in Germany because his family are from the military and they had to move to Germany. He wouldn't, he never wanted to make the move. And all of a sudden, I mean, if he makes the roster, he's, he's quite a Swiss Army knife. He's great at kick return, running back, even a slot receiver. If he makes this, this squad, he's going to be going back to Germany. And I've said to him that I'll be right there waiting to see you and, and catch up again, man. But I'm, I'm I'm over the moon, man. Like I said, the last time the Colts came anywhere near Europe was here in the UK and we lost to the Jags with Andrew Luck and that was soul-destroying. And I've been waiting ever since for them to return. Now we're talking about Frankfurt, which by the way, I don't know how many people know how big the German market is. The German market is actually bigger than the UK market. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it's actually ridiculous. Domestic league, yeah. Their domestic league, GFL, is, is humongous. They pull in crowds for their local games of between, what, fifteen and 30,000. It's unreal. But their NFL market is 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 so much bigger than the UK. Now you bring someone like AR five to Germany with all that skill set and, and 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 ability. Honestly, I'm over. I just kind of wait to get out there and, and and soak it up, take everything in, and just be amongst the Colts fans. Remind me, uh, but this I was in San Fran in 2013, and I just wanted to get like I, I literally bought like four or five different NFL jerseys, and I've got an Andrew Luck. Like knitted one and sitting upstairs in the box to re- remind me. We're going to oh, we'll, 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 see, we'll see what we can do. Uh, not just that, like Marcel Dabo, Bernard Ryan. Yes. Uh, I, I, know he, I know he's Austrian, but he's from the DAC region. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I bore people now listening to this about Tubby Munich last year, but Munich was, it was unreal. So I got, I'm, you know, please God, if the right people are listening to this, I'm, I, I'm, I can't wait for Frankfurt. I'm really excited for it. I'm, I'm sure we'll have to get a, a good chat, man, in Frankfurt, and that's yeah. sort of see the crack. I, I think I think that'll be two good weeks, but certainly it's it's good to see the Colts go over. I I feel like I have to ask you this because it's in my head. So you you've played locally, like I said, locally domestically in the UK market. Yeah. So we've got um, Pro Football Ireland's got a domestic podcast for American Football Ireland, so like the league which operates island wide. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen they've got the European flag championships next week with with yeah, IFAF yeah. in Limerick. Yeah, I'm I'm going down to that. It's going to be. Oh wow! I'm going to try it. I'm going to try and put Phoebe Schechter off whenever she's playing for Grip for, for, <laughs> for, for GB. I'm only joking. Um, here's the question though. London, Dublin, probably more likely with London, but like you probably like I'm sure you like like me. You're looking at that European League of Football going. There needs to be a more local team here. Like, I think it's probably. And look, I think there's a a lot of great work for people listening to this. A lot of fantastic work being done in Ireland, and it only shows next week with the flag championships for Europe coming here 
um, I feel like it's maybe a wee bit off in terms of that. There's some great like every team is doing an awful lot of an awful amount of good work in Ireland. But I just feel, uh, George, with the size of the of the of the market in London, do you think that could be something that could happen soon? Because look, I I get behind it. I think a lot of people in the UK and Ireland would get behind it as well if it happened. It's a great question. I'm glad you bring it up. Um, so you look at the ELF, right? European League of Football, when it basically relaunched some years ago now. And everywhere seems to have a team, but the UK, like you say. Even the newest team, I think Paris is one of the latest teams. Uh, Rain Fire has come back. Everywhere has a team for us. And the question always goes on every single year. When is London going to get a team? When is UK going to get a team? And do you know what? If I'm really honest with you, I don't think it will ever happen. I really don't think it will ever happen. And I say that because... There are strict guidelines that you have to meet to be able to to be able to host a team or field a team. It's not about the players. We would field a team in five seconds. We would field a team in five seconds. Okay. Being able to have a stadium that we can fill at a certain capacity. We can't even, I mean, our, our local game, domestic game, British American Football Association, also known as BAFA. That's the league that I played in for 11 years over here. And, you know, if you, if you roll back the clock and go back to the days of the 80s, the UK was an absolute powerhouse, sponsored by betting companies, um, Budweiser, we sent out Wembley, 60,000, 70,000, and um, NFL Europe, London Monarchs. That has all disappeared, and it's really painful to say it's all disappeared. And we are nowhere near the levels of what we used to be. We need to, we need to, we need to offer a package. Let's look at the German market again, the GFL, which has been going strong for so many years. Domestically, at a local level, they attract fans of minimum fifteen to 20,000 in their stadiums, right? These are local teams. We have no nothing near that. Not We, we can't get 5,000, nowhere near that. So we don't have a package to say, buy into this because we can do X, Y, and Z. We can't. We just don't have the We don't have the facilities. We don't have the promotion. It's really sad to say because why should the UK not have a team in the ELF? A whole UK who would feel a great team, by the way. I mean, GB Lions just went and beat France 7-6 in a very close game. How is it that we still don't have a team? And the longer time goes on and, you know, they talk about new teams coming out and every single time none of those teams are based in the UK. I'm just starting to lose faith slightly. There's so much red tape over here too. Very expensive as well. You have to think about, can, you have to you have to house the players. They have to have the right support, nation, et cetera. I just, I mean, I would love it to happen. And if it did, oh my gosh, you know, the... the, the, the Going back to I'm there, man. Listen, I'm there. If it happens, you know, I'm going to be there. You'll you'll be seeing tons of content from me if it happens, but I, I just can't see it, man. It's just shame. You should definitely come over to the Shamrock Bowl next year. Uh, I can't leak nor say where it is, but <laughs> we'll talk at some point. Like it was in Cork a few weeks ago. It was, it was, it was great crack, know. but um, I I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see the game grow domestically here. I, I, my, my my knowledge of BAFA is, is limited just because I'm more, I'm really learning about the domestic game here, but certainly it's something that I'd like to look into, and I'd I'd love to see a team from the UK or Ireland and um, get, just get into the ELF. Some great Irish guys are running back for the Munich Ravens. Um, yeah. Tommy, he's he's flying like so. It's yeah. Hopefully, it keeps going. I know there's a lot of British guys as well, like so. Mm-hmm. We will see what happens. Um, right, I've a couple more questions here because I know it's 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 getting late. However, oh, good. Uh, couple of ones for me, right? So first off, give me a bold prediction ahead of the season. Like, what's what's the one thing that's in your head that you're like, why is nobody talking about this? Culturally I, or non-culturally? Uh, it could it could be anything, but like my mine is, I think the Jags are going to go deep, like deep, deep. 
That's a good one. That's a good one. I I don't want to agree with it just because it's an AFC South rival, but that's a great. That is a great one. I think um, I did. I I do have a good one, and it's uh, oh my gosh, not the Panthers, not the Jags. I mean, I know Calvin Ridley should come back for the more firepower for the Jags as well. I mean, they're looking great. Oh oh, um, here's a take. I know Jamal uh, Jamal Williams. Williams for. the Lions, obviously, he's now been suspended. I think he's been suspended for the entire year. I'm not entire. I think he had been suspended for the year, right? Um, Jameson Williams, obviously, he was he was. They drafted him. He was hurt. I think he missed the whole season. He came back. He had some splashes, and that he's he's going to be missing for this season. But the Lions, I feel, are very close to being a very very good team. Very good team. And the other thing is, part of that is, I feel like J- Jared Goff gets a lot of stick for being, you know, for not being that guy. But here's my yeah. point on this. You don't need Jared Goff to be Josh Allen. You don't need Jared Goff to be Patrick Mahomes. And you don't need Jared Goff to be uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. You don't. Jared Goff just needs to be Jared Goff. He doesn't need to do anything too spectacular. I know he made it to the Super Bowl with the help of Todd Gurley and that incredible you know, play-action offense under um, the, the Rams head coach, but uh, Sean McVay. But I think they have the pieces to do something great. I know they've lost Jamal Williams, but they've got in um, Gibbs, who they've who they've who they've drafted. Um, they've still got I'm on St. Brown. I think they're a very very good squad. Um, I like them as they were my sleeper team last year. They're going to be my sleeper team this year um, once again, just because I think they do a lot of they do a lot of things right. Their head coach Dan Campbell, people don't like his aggression, buying off kneecaps and all that kind of stuff. But it's the NFL, man. It doesn't last for long. Never last for long, and you need that kind of you need that kind of workload and that, that aggression. So I I, lo- I do like the Lions. I had a, I had another another one too. And I can't remember what it was. The really good one. I, it will come back to me. But I think Jared Goff will surprise a lot of people. And actually, he might even be someone that I'm looking to go for in fantasy. You know, if I'm playing, I've got a couple of leagues. One of them's a two QB league, and he's someone who I'd be happy to have in my squad. I like the two the two QB format. I've got a double barrel question here for you, Philip. A question and. Um, you talked about Jared Goff. You talked about Kirk Cousins at the start and quarterback. I, I loved it. Like I literally binged half of it on a flight like two weeks <laughs> ago. So good. And yeah. Mark, Mark Hogan pops up in the last episode. It's hilarious. You can Patrick yeah. Mahomes sitting, and you can see Mark going against this one. It's a, it's a whole different conversation. And um, first off, give me one quarterback you'd like to see in season two because it's such like it's such like a big secret. And then everyone's like, oh, I'm not going on. Like I'm sort of worrying now. Are they going to have a season two? And then finally. Um, in this double barrel, is it is it Vegas or bust for you? Are, are you going to go to Vegas next year, or is it all TBC? So on the first question, Justin Fields, I say that because he actually really impressed me last season. Really impressed me. I mean, Matt um, Matt Nagy, I forget who they had in the, who their head coach was, who just basically had the reins in on Fields. Once he left, I forget his name escapes me. It might be Matt Nagy. I can't quite remember. Um, I think it was Matt Nagy. Um, once he left. You could see things start to change. He was allowed to actually run the ball and be that kind of guy, the dual threat Justin Fields. And he he did so many good things last season, right? So many people have the stigma to Justin Fields as he's not a good guy. He can't do this. He can't do that. But the Bears, man, I mean, they've obviously went and got um, wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers in their trade, DJ Moore. Um, they've got Khalil Herbert in the backfield. They've got Donta uh, Foreman, who they took from the Carolina Panthers too. I like Justin Fields. I think to see his progression on a show like quarterback would be great it'd be really really good to see how he what he used to struggle with and he, i would say he's on the he's on the ascent he's, he's on the way up so someone like that i would definitely love to see it i'm i'm actually quite rooting for, for fields quite a lot vegas um i don't know man i mean 
I would love to be there. If I if I get my if I get the access, believe it, I'm gonna be there. I had um the last Super Bowl last year at Arizona. I had um an Airbnb booked and everything, but for other reasons, I didn't actually realize that I had I had the chance to actually go and I wasn't able to go really. And same with the German game, but I didn't realize that I could. And I, it was by the time I realized it was too late. So Vegas, I mean, number one, everybody's gonna to want to be in Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, so for me, this would be two in one. First time oh, in Vegas and in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Record everything the week before and auto post it, and then just go to Vegas. Yeah, I'm joking, man. It's 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 like, uh, is it fair to say it's not, it's an adult Disney World? I mean, that being said, though, like go, like I'm not blowing my own trumpet. I'm just talking generally. Like, I mean, like Radio Row or being being at that is just it's 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 a, it's a grind. Like, I mean, like I, I think I'll just yeah. forget it's Vegas. I don't know what it is. But it's gonna be really really weird, but really really cool because because the stadium's at the top of the strip. Like that is nuts. See that stadium, right? I was yeah. talking to Vernon Kay when we did our, and obviously for those who have seen the AAA yeah. show that we did, and he was telling us about the stadium. I mean, if you're on the, like the club level, the booths at the end of the game, shirts come down, the seats turn around, and they turn into a mini club, your own mini club. It is insane. Bear in mind the fact that I've never been to Vegas, right? To go to the Super Bowl in Vegas in that stadium, it's just it's going to be everything. It's going to be Radio Row. I mean, that is. That is my dream. So I'm, I've got all my fingers and toes crossed that I can be out there. It's going to be a trip of a lifetime, as well as you know the German games. Hey, there's even the talk of Cape Town. I'm not. It's not. I don't think it'll be a game. But NFL Africa have, have put something out about uh, the. Oh uh, yeah, there's like an event, isn't there, or something? Yeah. I think it's more of like a fan activation. That's that's, what that's, I think. that's pretty cool though. Like it's I mean, great. see that. It's great. So you know, there's a lot going on this year, man. There's a lot going on, and hopefully, I can make it to as many of these as possible. But. Hey, if I'm in Vegas, then trust me, you'll find me. <laughs> Man, definitely. I will, I will chat more. Finally, uh, before we get that chat in Vegas, please, God. Um, <laughs> just, just generally, man, like, what would a good season for the Colts be for you? Like, your minimum expectation this year to keep the current staff and management there? Yeah, I mean, you touched on this earlier with Chris Ballard. I think, generally, he's one of the better GMs in the league. But the way things have been going recently, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of heat under that seat. But without a doubt, so I feel like if you know if we don't, I'm not I'm not so I'm not so keyed on the wins. But I'd like to see a minimum of six wins. But the main thing for me is we develop Anthony Richardson because he is the project. He is a project. I don't want the season to be a throwaway. I'm seeing the good reports that the team are doing well. We dra- I, I believe we drafted well in the guys that we brought in, especially Josh Downs. I can't, I can't say enough about him. Um, I'm, I'm I'm very intrigued to see who starts week one, Minshew, who's got all the experience, he's got the relationship with Shane Steichen from the Eagles already, or do we go and give it to the, the freak athlete, the guy who can make all the, hopefully make the plays, he can he can be dynamic, he can, he can cause defenses a headache in Anthony Richardson. So for me, I think a, a good season is, let's get some wins under the belt, six wins, seven wins, I'd, I'd love to see that. Um, but I want to see some improvement in AR. I mean, week one might be rough, we've got the Jags to start out, divisional game, we have a horrible horrible opening game opening season record um i think we've lost our last 11 not to mention the fact that we haven't beat the jags away from home in so many years um so that I, that's that's all i really care about um jt if it happens it happens if it doesn't then he moves on i guess we bring somebody else in the management you mentioned is important too ballard i mean if it doesn't go right this season i would love him to stay just because he's he's done a lot of good but at the same time, it's been a very long time. It's kind of a lot of bit monotony, and it's the same. It's the same kind of revolving door. So AR gives an opportunity to, to 
to bust those doors open and finally make some change um, and, you know, do us Colts proud. I mean, the Colts aren't a high market team, man. How many Colts fans do you actually know? Answer me that. Aside from me. <laughs> like, I'm, like, honestly, like, the, the, the honest answer is I don't, like, I obviously look at it from, like, an Irish market viewpoint and I'm trying to think back in the last few years, just sitting here right now, mm-hmm. even from any events or whatever, and I can't think of one and I, I do want to publicly state that I apologize if you're sitting there going well I met Michael two years ago and I, <laughs> I, I, I do apologize but yeah no you're right it's a small market team um, and it's it's one of those things where there's you know I, I know the, the, the UK Colts fans have got a group on, on Twitter and they've been on Jeff's Dude. podcast before not massive and I've been thinking about doing one myself but again it's, it requires a lot of time I mean we don't have a massive UK fan base as opposed to like the Jets or the Dolphins or the 49 of the Bears but it would be good to have that hub that community um, slight change of topic quickly before we do go I've got two more things one my other sleeper team was the Seattle Seahawks I think they're going to do some crazy 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 good stuff do you know I mean he they signed, a, signed him to a good contract they've got they drafted Jackson Smith and Jigbo who's going to do wonders alongside Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf um, they got great one I know Kenneth Walker slightly banged up but I mean honestly I think they're going to do some really good stuff um, the other team who I'm I'm beginning to get very concerned about here are the Buffalo Bills I think their time is running out I think Sean McDermott is going to have that fire under it or probably already has the heat under the uh, the heat under his bum um, they just don't seem to get the pieces right they need receivers. Go and get receivers. You don't have the big bodied running back. James Cook is all right, but he isn't the guy that you need. Josh Allen cannot be your rushing number one guy. He's going to get hurt. Then you're going to stink. And then what happens? You're wasting the years away to win the season bowl. So Buffalo Bills, I'm actually going to do some content on this. Coaches that are under the hot seat, quarterbacks under the hot seat, teams that need that need the help. The Bills just don't seem to... I mean, they've gone, they went and got Von Miller. All right, cool. I don't think defensively, you know, that's that's not the... He, he's a game changer, but you've seen where the issues lay, right? Yeah. Um, Stefan Diggs can't do it alone. Um, the other wide receiver's name, I forget his name. Uh, oh, God, I'm, I'm putting the spot, putting the spot. Um, Gabe Davis. Davis. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, who I met actually. He was a well. really good guy. They lost Isaiah McKenzie to us. We now have Isaiah McKenzie, the small slot guy, but I think the Bills are in trouble. The Bills are in a little bit of trouble. And yeah, if they, don't, if they don't start to knock down these doors, then Sean McDermott's going to, you know, I think they're going to come coming through his head. Khalil Shakir was the other guy I was thinking of as well. We had an interesting game in the start of the playoffs last year. Yeah. No, look, man, it's it. That, that's the beauty of the league. There's just so many, there's so many storylines going into it. Uh, mm-hmm. We we, I spoke to Chris Ballard last year and we tried to get him on again this year, but it, it wasn't happening. And look, to, to be fair to the Colts, they've been very generous down through the years, and I'm just glad that I could chat to you for an Irish UK European audience and the Colts, and mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm obviously looking forward to the season. I'm, I'm interested to see how, how Indianapolis do. Interested to see how you do this year, man. Like it's 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 obviously a big year for you as well. The um, just for anyone listening, if you literally just Google, it's the best way for me to say. It. If you Google George on sports, all one word, every platform George is on pops up. But uh, yeah, man, we we will have to continue this conversation. Please God, in <laughs> absolutely beside the cattle in Wembley Stadium on the 1st of October but uh, for now thanks so much for coming on I massively appreciate it it's been a pleasure man we've got to do it again for sure absolutely